This is Don Seifert. It's the Dr. Treefruit and Don podcast. Uh, it's April 28th, 2022. We're here for our first mini-sode, which we're calling Fruit Bites. Uh, so these are going to be short little episodes, maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes long. Um, it's just Carrie and I here. Say hi, Carrie. Hello. All right. And she has a list of updates uh, from the other specialists, and I will let Carrie take it away. All right. Thanks, Don. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to a couple listeners who were basically uh, the ones who gave the suggestion for these little mini-sodes. So uh, Ben LaRue and Sarah Zost, who are in Adams County, uh, at the Adams County Twilight meeting last night, they said how much they enjoyed the podcast and they would wanted they wanted more frequently. And so I said, well, you know, I'm someone who tries to not disappoint and talk to Don and here we are. So the goal is to have these little short episodes, fruit bites, mini-sodes, like about once a week, um, particularly when things are kind of rocking and rolling outside. And the goal is to have sort of an update about diseases, insects, and, and the horticultural side as needed. So, so without further ado, let's get into it. So first, apple scab. We are still in the peak time for disease, the potential for disease pressure. So that means the maximum number of available mature spores or the spores that are in the overwintering leaves are mature. So when you have a wedding event, they'll be released and then you can get infection. So there is a forecasted infection event for May 1st and May 2nd. Uh, you want to be focusing on the FRAC7 fungicides right now. So, you know, that's like Excalia, Provia, Miravis. Fontellus and anything with a seven in it, like Luna Tranquility, Luna Sensation, Maravon. Um, so those products. Uh, you always want a tank mix with a Rainfast Mancozeb because you know my stance on Rainfast Mancozebs. If you've already used a Frac Seven so far, it's okay to put on a second application in a row. You can have two applications in a row. Or if you don't want to do that, rotate with a FRAC 3 or a FRAC 9 or a combo of that, like Inspire Super is a FRAC 3 or 9. But you want to keep in mind how many FRAC 7s you are using right now, because that is going to factor in during your summer and pre-harvest rot control. And we'll talk about that much, 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 much later. But I just want to put that bug in your ear about that. Now, also, you want to be thinking about rust, too, because when it's wet, you know, those spores are still flying from those rust galls um, that are around. And so some areas are hotter than others for rust. But Mancozeb should help with that because that's a good rust control. All right. For fire blight, uh, this is not an issue right now in Pennsylvania or really in Maryland, northern Maryland in particular. The temps are just too cool. Uh, we have not been able to accumulate those heat units. And even looking ahead next week with the forecasted temps, it's still, there still isn't a risk, even though the temps are going to be warming up for a bit. Looking really far ahead, it seems that our first chances for fire blight might be around May 13th and after. Uh, so, you know, this is all forecasted, you know, kind of like a tentative little crystal ball. But it's important to keep an eye on things because who knows what may happen. You know, it may say it's going to be 70 degrees, but it bumps it up to 80 degrees that day. So it's just something to be mindful of. Um, if you have a newest station nearby, you know, refer to the newest station because that's tracking Mary Blight. Um, that's tracking fire blight really well through Mary Blight and also Cougar Blight. Um, another bacterial disease that is on my radar for tree fruit is the the one that's caused by Pseudomonas syringi, Pathovar syringi. So this causes blossom blast or bacterial canker in stone fruit, blossom blast, and all tree fruit. 
Uh, so if you're in an area that you're in bloom and your temperatures are 28 or lower, you need to be worrying about blossom blast. Um, we do have some pretty chilly temperatures um, in the region, uh, but so far from what I'm seeing, it's in from the 32 degree range, which blossom blast isn't going to be a problem. Um, but if you're lower than that, if you're around 28 degrees, consider putting on a strep spray for apples and pears and uh, a cosumin spray for cherries. If your cherries are in bloom, because cosumin is labeled for cherries. Copper will also work as well. So this is only for areas that are, are that are in bloom that are seeing temperatures 28 degrees or lower. Anything above 28 degrees, you really don't have to worry about it. Now it's dry right now where we're having extended periods of dry weather. Don't get caught off guard with powdery mildew. This is powdery mildew weather. Powdery mildew likes temperatures from 50 to 77 degrees with relative humidity higher than 70%, which is like, that's what we, that's what we experience on a regular basis. It seems like, uh, so powdery mildew on apples, you want to be, you know, especially if it's not wet, focus on good powdery mildew controls like rhyme or the trionic and procure Torino is also labeled for apples on your stone fruit, particularly peaches and nectarines. Rusty spot is something you need to be starting to control for now if you are in petal fall, because rusty spot control starts at petal fall and you want to be spraying at petal fall, shuck split, first cover and second cover. Uh, so that is something to, to not get, again, caught off guard with powder mildew, because I think last year some folks got caught off guard with powder mildew. So don't forget about powder mildew. Um, if you are in bloom with stone fruit, brown rot weather, it's just not quite warm enough. But again, if you're really concerned during that wet weather and it is a little bit warm, just stick in like a frac three. Iperdione is a, is a unique uh, mode of action. It's frac two, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but also just remember whatever you're putting on to prevent um, blossom blight caused by the brown rot fungus, you got to be thinking about what you're going to be putting on later for brown rot. Okay, so now without further ado, I've got some insect bites uh, from Greg uh, with regards to what you guys need to be thinking about. So this is what Greg had to say. So the 2022 biofix for red banded leaf roller was established on March 17th, spotted tenterform leaf miner on April 7th, and oriental fruit moth on April 13th. Biofixes for codling moth or tufted apple bud moth are not yet established. Although based on the heat unit accumulations, and that's degree day base 50, we expect the flights of CM and um, the codling moth and tufted apple bud moth to begin within the next few days. So as far as uh, for the management for OFM, oriental fruit moth, uh, for the Biggerville area, the 5% egg hatch of OFM and the best timing to start controlling OFM is expected uh, around the middle of next week. So it's May 4th. For many South Central PA locations, this timing should also align closely with the petal fall insecticide applications on apples and peaches. Therefore, control of plum curculio, stink bugs, and tarnished plant bug should also be considered when choosing the most effective management practices. So a sale and a vaunt should provide good control of all species in these groups of in these group of pests. A sale will also provide effective control of aphids, including rosy apple aphid, European sawfly and leaf miners. Um, no insecticide should be applied 
until complete petal fall is observed in the orchards. I'm going to say that again. This is for my emphasis. No insecticide should be applied until complete petal fall is observed in the orchards. So if hand-applied mating disruption materials, and this is isomate or sidetrack products, are planned for the control of OFM, CM, dogwood borer, peach tree borer, or lesser peach tree borer, now is the best time to place mating disruption dispensers in orchards. Positioning all mating disruption dispensers as high within the tree canopies as possible will help achieving the best control of targeted pests. I just want to add my two cents with that is that when I visited orchards uh, during tree fruit, you know, during the spring meetings, oftentimes Greg always points out when the mating disruption dispensers are not positioned high enough. So I'll repeat that for Greg's benefit, or I should say on behalf of Greg, is that you want those mating disruption dispensers high in the canopy of the tree. Um, Because that's how they will work best. Okay, so all pheromone traps for monitoring fruit pests, except traps for oblique banded leaf roller and peach tree borer, should be already placed in the orchards. The oblique banded leaf roller and the peach tree borer traps should be added within two weeks after the bloom of apples. And although Greg doesn't have it mentioned, I know we're getting to be near the time for white peach scale. So, and I'm, this is near and dear to my heart because I've got white peach scale in my two peach orchards. And Greg has emphasized to me that it's at the petal fall timing. And right now it's too cold for the crawlers to be moving, but next week the crawlers should be moving and we're going to be in the petal falls time. And that's when you want to be controlling for white peach scale is when the crawlers are out because that's when you can kill them. Okay, folks. So that is Greg's weekly insect bites for April 28th. So with that, uh, I don't know, um, Don, did I, did I cover everything? Did I miss anything that you may have picked up or not picked up? No, I think that's okay. Great. I'm glad you said something about the, um, Putting, putting the mating disruption high in the yes. canopy. So, I so I, yes. So I will say that I emphasize that for my personal benefit. Greg didn't emphasize that, but I know he'd probably appreciate me emphasizing it. So, um, so that's just as a, just as a reminder. So with that, I, um, I don't have any updates from Hort, but me, it's still a little early uh, for some horticultural updates. So maybe next week we'll have some more. Um, but with that, um, that concludes our first fruit bites. That's the first fruit bite. Um, just one more thing before I sign off on here. Um, please join us for the twilight meetings. Yes, yes, um, please do. It's, it's the best opportunity for you to come and talk to Carrie and Greg and Jim and Long and all these other folks that work really, really hard for, for your benefits as growers. And honestly, I love working with them as an educator. Um, so, you know, come on out, say hi, uh, interact with us. We, we enjoy that. We appreciate that. Yes. And this is what happens when you interact, when you come to the twilight meetings and interact with us, you get these little mini-sodes now that did not exist prior to today. <laughs> Awesome. So thank you all once again for listening for us, Carrie. Yep. Thank you. Yes. See you later.